mamas gave us till we couldn't shake no more. We got down on our knees when cancer knocked at our door. We got kicked in the ass. We gave lots of sass. Oh, when it rains, it falls into this half full glass. Oh, thanks, cancer. Thanks, cancer. Thanks, cancer. Victories in the dark. You're listening to Thanks, Cancer. I'm Mimi Hall. I'm Leanna House. We're two cancer friends. We are not doctors. No, and we're not shrinks. We're not nurses or anything like it. And because of that, we are going to use some appropriately obscene language. Let's just call it salty. Anyway, we hope you'll enjoy it. This is the podcast we wish we had when we were dealing with our treatment. So, Leanna, welcome back from summer break. Welcome back. I mean, are we really back? This is our interstitial, so our in-between time. Okay. Episode, because Izzy wanted to catch up. Isn't everything really in-between? Yeah, it's a bigger conversation. I think it's a bigger (laughs) podcast. Liminal spaces? Yeah, exactly. But uh... (laughs) So, have you missed us? I've missed us, for sure. And um, I've really missed... It's funny, I, I felt it, like, just a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, I think that, like, I really need that podcast. I think I really need the podcast yeah, too. It's... I missed you. I missed our our little weekly reality checks. Yeah, I I've missed that too. I think we would, if you and I wouldn't have been so busy, we would have seen a lot more of each other over this break so far. Yeah, but we were busy. I mean, you were out in Utah, right? Yes, and you were out in way funner spots in Mallorca. No, I wouldn't say that. It's just it was fun. Yeah, we went to um... exotic. Yeah, yeah. My boyfriend and I went to Mallorca, which is a place where, as I like to joke very darkly, my relationships go to die. Um, so it was really kind of nice. <laughs> but you came back together. We came back together. Okay, good. And we really had a good time. Um, so that was great. And um, then, um, yeah, I came back and um, have just been enjoying the rest of the summer in Boston. What, what did you do in Mallorca? Were you, like, biking around? Were you swimming? We Were did you... a little bit of everything. Eating um, a lot? What was really interesting, it was the first time that I had been back there not in active cancer treatment mm-hmm. and not sick with cancer Because this while. is where you swam, right? This is where you swam with uh, yeah, the Robert Alano. It was weird. <laughs> I went back to that pool, and each time I was with, like, a gang of people, and it was so funny. I was longing for my my like lonely Robert Ohado swims. It felt very different. Um, but yeah, this was a much more lively one. I mean, we did some really fun things. Um, the island of Mallorca is really cool and there's a lot of different elements to it. And I feel like every single time I go there, it's a different kind of island. Um, and uh, yeah, we went in some really like high sailing content bays um, in Estrank. And yeah, and um, also just had some really cool like kind of mountainous drives and did some yeah we did do some biking um and just a lot of swimming a lot of swimming in the mediterranean which was really really nice i think there's something magical and healing about the mediterranean yeah and there's something wonderful about being in spain too it's such a um human-based civilization it's very much around human humanness human needs and also human light and darkness too well and i noticed when i lived there how inclusive of it was yeah. like they don't hide like I was surprised because I noticed this I worked in the schools but also just out on the streets like the people that are sick the people that are mentally ill like they're not hidden away no they're like very much 
out in public. Spain is very in your face. Spain is very in your face in that way. You yeah. can see it in the artwork. You can feel it in the music. You can, it's, it's really light and dark. It's really light and dark. And that was, it was very interesting to, um, Kiroscuro. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> very much Velasquez. You know what I mean? Very much. And so, El Greco. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so, um, it was really nice to spend some time there just as a normal human being again yeah. and not being sick. And I had some really nice moments with my stepmother where she reflected to me like, wow, your wit is back again. It's so Aww. nice. I miss that. It's so, I'm so happy that you're well. It was her, um, a big birthday for her. So happy we, birthday. Yeah, it was nice. So how was your, how was your break? You went out to Utah, which sounds exotic to me in my mind. No, it does. <laughs> that sounds great. And I, I said, that yours was funner, but I had so much fun in Utah because all of my family still lives in Utah. All of them? All of them. Wow. So I have one stepbrother who lives up in Idaho, mm -hmm. but other than that, all of my brothers and sisters, all of my nieces and nephews, right. everyone is in Utah. Uh, so Did you get picked up at the airport? You know what? I did not what? get picked up at the airport. <laughs> I call bullshit on that. You did some bullshit. So You're probably getting really late at night, though. I got in, like, at... 1 a.m. Oh, or no. something. No, that's okay. Not ridiculous. That's, too late. that's way too late. And um, I have a sister who lives like just downtown. And for me, I am happy to get an Uber so that you can sleep in and take your kids to. Oh yeah, daycare I didn't realize 1 a.m. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it was yeah. banana pants. Um, but I did get a ride to the airport, which was lovely. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but I, my grandma, um, it was her 90th birthday. Wow. So she, we had a party with a, a ton of people because I have a huge family, mm. as previously stated. Mm. Um, and it was a little bananas, but it was good to see grandma. And right before I went out there, she went into the hospital. Mm. She went from like being able to take care of herself to not being able to get up by herself yeah. in a very short period of time. My grandma's going through a similar thing right now. <sighs> and it's it sucks. And yeah. I feel like through this cancer experience, I've connected with my grandma because like going through chemo, going through menopause, like one time grandma got up and I could see her like wondering if she was going to fall over. Right. That little woozy. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I understand what you're going through right yeah. there. So it was nice to be able to go and talk to grandma on a level that I think a lot of people say, oh, well, don't talk that way. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to get better. And you know, sometimes you're not going to get better. It's, that's so true. So being able to, like, grandma, yeah, like, if you want to talk about how you're not going to get better, like, let's talk about that. Like, I'm not going to tell her right. to be, be positive or don't think that way. Like, right. if she is looking forward to seeing my mother, her daughter. On the other side. On the other side. Whatever, and my yeah. grandfather, like, yeah. Like, I want you to look forward to the next stage because this stage is becoming, like, untenable. And I think that's the thing is, like, if we could relax more into death and really view it as the natural process that it is. I mean, people don't stress out about getting born. They don't obsess about the day they were born. Yeah. And that's probably just as traumatic, if not more traumatic, than the day you die. Because you're probably ready to die when you die, right? I mean, you do fall apart physically. I don't know. So, I think. one of the things we'd recommended um, 
before the break was You, Me, and the Big C. And mm-hmm. it's an awesome podcast. I still recommend listening to it. But, um, you know, Rachel Bland, who is the BBC reporter journalist who put the gang together of these three women, um, just died of cancer. It, it seems suddenly, but like if you actually knew her diagnosis, like it's not surprising, but you just feel like it's surprising because you felt like you knew her, right? Yeah. You, it's also not part of the normal narrative, but it's interesting that it really is because they did that show. So I, again, strongly recommend listening to it, but and start from the beginning, but brace yourself because it's not a good ending. And it made me so grateful that we're doing it, so well. It's not a good interstitial because it's not the end for you, me, and the big C. Yeah. No, they're going to keep going. Um, they're going to keep going. But I also learned during the break, too, that a dear, just someone who's really dear to me, um, this gal, Melissa McLeod, um, we went to high school together. We went to elementary school McLeod together. McLeod is such a great last name. Missy McLeod. Her name's Melissa, but I always think of her as Missy. And she... Um, was on my bus route and I'm really getting freaked out. She had um, breast cancer as well, similar to me. She'd reached out to us. I think you remember she was listening to the pod and a fan. And and she wrote a nice little note. She wrote a few nice little notes and was very optimistic. And I was shocked. I was flattened when I found out on Facebook that she had passed away. And I think she passed away with dignity and I think she passed away with a really, really happy life. She'd gone on to become an attorney and I was really, imp- I just was, I went I'm reading the memorial about her, the memorials about her. I was so impressed with her life journey, but yeah, it really brought it home to me that this shit's real and it definitely usually doesn't have a happy ending. Well, and it's so hard to engage with the cancer community when you know that people are going to, like, there is going to be horrible stories. That fashion blogger just died. I forget her name. It was a very exotic name. but Like, no one, no one's exempt from this. Right. And people die before they should. And right. that's shitty. It's, yeah. And it's hard to go into a community knowing that that's the reality of the community. Well, then it's hard to keep your own feelings in check, too. So during the yes. break, I also, life wasn't all Mallorca and sangria and, you know, nibbles of Serrano ham. Um, <laughs> I got back and I had about a week um, before I got my, what's hopefully my last surgery, reconstructive Yay, last surgery. surgery. Yay! And I, I thought it would feel more victorious than it did. I got really freaked out. Yeah. I got like before the surgery, before the surgery. Okay. I started, well, there were, there were several of these deaths, like, you know, that Mm -hmm. shook me a little bit. I had uh, two other, um, high school, like my next door neighbor growing up got murdered. Um, another friend died of diabetes too. It was a tough, tough couple of weeks for the class of 1989. Um, and, uh, I was a little shook and, um, I think I have surgery fatigue. I think it's a little PTSD probably, but I would call it surgery fatigue specifically. So you had surgery. So I had surgery. It was the final bit of the reconstruction. Mm-hmm. It's fat grafting, basically. So it's liposuction under the armpits and then fat grafting where there's still some few ridges that you know we just want to round out. Right. 
was definitely the most minor surgery I had this whole process. But any surgery, you're going all the way under, you're getting opened up to the universe all over again. Right. And it feels cumulative, interestingly, in a way that I did not expect it to. It feels like while the surgeries are getting easier, my emotional reaction to it's getting more troublesome. Yeah. And so I felt really like just nervous, unsupported to a point. Um, my boyfriend was there for me. He was really great, but I was just like, well, like, no and I was, I was in Utah. I texted you like you three times. You actually were there. No, you were <laughs> flying out that day. You don't even remember. Yes. You were no, I remember. The, you put googly eyes. Yes. So I, I, <laughs> I was like came, here, but, but that here. wasn't after your surgery. That was before your surgery. I went right. to the waiting room and we had a thanks cancer moment. Right, exactly. But you did come by before the surgery, which I really appreciated. And a couple of my friends came through. Um, whatnot but it you do get these things do get forgotten they get lost and it's it's expected but I felt really kind of like oh and then I caught a horrible cold afterwards and I've never had that like post-surgery with a cold and then it was awful this was just like earlier this week the swelling finally went down from the lipo and I went underneath my armpit my right armpit which is the right breast was the one that had cancer I removed the left one voluntarily and I felt this massive lump. And you can feel it. Go ahead and feel it. You'll freak out. You'll feel like, that seems like cancer. Oh, my right? God. <laughs> but if you go to the other armpit, there's a smaller one over okay. there. And that's where the fat was harvested. But no one told me that. Oh, my God. Now, thank God. People should tell you. I know. I know they should and so thank God Scott was there with me and he was like okay so first things first you have one on the other side and then I was on the Google while he was like feeling it I was like okay pray to the Google gods right so when you get liposuction it basically freaks out the fat cells around the lipo they get hardened I think they eventually slough off but for three to six months you may have a little lump okay which is like probably like where they put in the fat it's probably good penance because let me tell you people something liposuction's amazing like it's ridiculous <laughs> if you don't have fear of general anesthesia and pain and you're really narcissistic and you want to look good wow anyway because you can take you suck the fat up you stick it somewhere else it's amazing anyway but my process was not fun and I don't think I ever want to do it <laughs> And I've been having some night sweats too. Oh, and so I'm feet, freaked out. I'm pain. freaking out. I'm freaked. So I've got a, I've got a follow-up appointment on the 26th, but I am just at this point where I'm having those like aftershocks mm-hmm. a little bit. It really is aftershocks. It's PTSD aftershocks. It's trauma, classic and trauma. It's the ripples. It's yes. the ripples. You're just now getting the ripples of what happened to you in a lot of cases. Like I've been surprised by how much there is in the after because my vision like going into cancer or being in cancer I'm like oh well as soon as I finish chemo or as soon as I finish surgery These or as soon posts as, are- right and I think that like it's smooth sailing after that because I don't have cancer and I'll be grateful to be alive and all of that and I'll have hair but like there is so much in the after that's just ugh, hard it's hard yeah it's doing, it's relearning everything 2.0. It's probably a little bit like having, I don't know, it reminds me of, for some reason it's coming up to like people who have strokes who have to like relearn things yeah. as adults or something. It's just this little bit of odd relearning. Well, in know? my haiku today, it was about like the cancer map 
going through cancer is very clear mm. and after is just this huge blank. It's really interesting. Um, so one of the things that I did um, just this weekend, um, it's an organization called Ironstone Farms. And they it's do... It's a great name. It's a great name. It's a strong name. It is a strong name. It's a strong, strong group. So this um, organization, it actually started out... The barn itself started out as a recuperation center for wounded horses. Oh. Yep. And wounded racehorses, the very expensive, fine horses. And um, the owner was a healer, you know, clearly, and it extended to humans as well. So he made these horses available to people who were suffering from PTSD, primarily veterans, but it's moved on to cancer patients and kids with special needs and disabilities, and also people who are paraplegic. They have accessibility saddles, so people who can't use parts of their bodies can still experience time with horses. Wow, and you went. I went. What was that like? It was great. So it was a one-day retreat. Um, It's funded by grants, so it was completely completely free to me, accepting transportation. It's about a half an hour outside of Boston in Andover, Mass. And it was a group of us. We'd all gone through cancer. And um, I've ridden horses a few times before, but I now realize like all the things I was doing wrong. It was really really about getting in tune with the horses, learning how to breathe, um, forgetting about things, being able to focus because yeah. you have to focus when you have a 2,000 pound animal that you're trying to get to do something. Because even the like gentlest horses are can mess you up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it was really powerful and um, yeah, I encourage everyone to check it out. It's ironstonefarms.org and um, I I think we should go up there. I think we should go up there and check it out Hey, together. well, I want to go to Ironstone and have some horse therapy. I really want to spend more time with horses. It was pretty awesome. Okay. Yeah. What, so, about, what about the monkeys? Aren't spending time with monkeys? I, listen, I want to spend more time with monkeys, but I got to tell you something. The thing I find compelling about horses is that they have um, an energetic system that's about eight to ten times bigger than ours with their heart, just the electromagnetic field they put out. And it's really interesting. They create a very, they create a sympathetic, calm reaction because you can't get anything done with a horse if you're freaking out, unless you beat it, which is not the deal at Ironstone Farm. Right. They <laughs> do not. They're eat. about healing. They do not. Beat the hypotherapy horses. No, we we are but healing. But I had a I had a tough horse. Um, my horse, my horse Castle was a, a stubborn horse, and I actually did understand that impulse that people have to take out a switch or to. And there were a few times there had to be little teeny taps. Um, but Castle was a playful horse, and as long as we could make it play, it was fine. But it isn't, was isn't that what we're doing here? <laughs> making things play right exactly taking something difficult and making it play so anyway that was that was great and what have you been up to have you been doing bike riding so i didn't ride a horse but when i was in utah was the first time in two years that i've been mountain biking Mm. because all summer i thought that i would be able to get back on a bike and like go and you can but i've been slowly like incrementally working my way up after not being able to be on a bike forever and i went mountain biking when i was in utah with my brother and my cousin and it was amazing like there's something about the motion and the balance and 
life on the edge of chaos that I really like about biking, and the views mountain biking are just incredible. And also you were in your homeland. I was in my homeland. I was with like my favorite people and like I felt I felt whole in that I could do what I wanted to do. Mm. And that felt really good. So um that and it's a good thing that I've done some fitness stuff because I am a fitness model. <gasps> How did that happen? <laughs> So Dana Farber does some fundraisers Mm -hmm. and for one of their fundraisers, they needed a patient partner Uh, and it's a fit fest. So it's a half day of fitness classes taught by local, the best local Boston, you know, boot camp drill sergeants or yoga instructors and all of that. So it's a half day at Reebok. Um, September 29th, I think, Saturday. And they're raising money for, you know, cancer treatment or research. And uh, so I'm the patient partner. So I'm on all of the... Can someone join your team? And how do they do that? Someone can join my team. I will put the link in the bio mm-hmm. um, and in the uh, description of the episode. Uh, you can join my team and help me raise because my goal was to have five people on my team yes and raise a thousand dollars yes and so far i've raised a decent amount of money but i have no one else on my team oh Leanna, <laughs> it's just oh me oh my god i'm sorry to have an image of you walking into a cafeteria with a sad beige oh tray. my god i i will make i will make friends well and rumor has it that we'll be hanging out as a thanks cancer gang we? afterwards too so that could be a fun thing are, are, are we do. a gang yes yeah we're, we're a gang of two right now we're gonna we're gonna no, have... we can, people like to hang out with us actually i mean <laughs> no <laughs> Like it, but we can get a gang together we like, like that. Like, like Pronto. I mean, we don't no, hang out with people. No, we do too. Come um, on. But we are going to record an episode about uh, the Fit Fest and fundraising after. So. Right, totally. So it's going to be a party of two unless you join us. So we'd love for you to join us. We and would love for you to join us. I'm also us. a really good chef too. And my boyfriend's a really good chef as well. So And there will be alcohol and swearing. Yeah, so. and all sorts of salt. <laughs> <laughs> Salt and fat. It's the way to call your body back. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else? That we no, I think I think that's it. So, guys, what we're doing right now, Leanne and I are working on um, season number two, which we're going to be launching soonish. Soonish. Yeah. I yeah. like I like not giving a timeline. I'm terrible at making plans right now. Yeah. So you know what? We're just living the expression of chemo brain right now. <laughs> yes, we are. So enjoy. But we're also and embrace. We're also working and on. Recognize some... why we don't return your emails. <laughs> Sorry. I know we're terrible. Sorry, but it's so hard. It's, I I don't. So I hard. have I have like two thousand unread emails in like, my Gmail. Listen, I lost my only employee yesterday, and I don't have a replacement. And I spent all day driving around delivering books in Everett and Malden today, and I was just like, "What the fuck am I doing?" But I do know things behind the scene is the point of this story. A lot going on is that we want to like make the website better, and we want to like figure out like an arc of story for the like, we just we want to be so much more than we are and we're getting there so that's our deal so <laughs> <laughs> so thanks cancer thanks <laughs> and All right. thanks cancer
answer. Yeah, thanks, Sienna. Love you guys. <laughs> okay, and we'll be, we'll be back soon with all of this quality exactly. content. <laughs> well, the traffic stopped you lay on the horn and you ask yourself, where is my cancer unicorn? But we're at the gate with your cancer card. We're your passport date. Cause Victories in the dark. <laughs>